What's going on everyone? It's Dr. Jordan Seda coming to you live from NYC. Are you ready to go to health and back? All right, let's get it. Welcome to Health and Back, a podcast run by a physical therapist focused on fitness, performance, and mindset tools for success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jordan Seda. What's going on, people? I'm uh, back again with another podcast episode with another amazing guest uh, coming to you this week with Sam Toscano, aka Fit by Sam, aka Call It What You Want. She makes things happen. Uh, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself. Sam, thanks for joining me today. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, and again, Sam's been back and forth from Miami. So we were just chatting about you know, how New York has been pretty much had the longest winter, I think, in history. Uh, So it's a little bit bittersweet to keep going back and forth, but she's here to stay in New York and we're glad to have her because she's making things happen. So uh, Sam, tell us a little bit about how you got into training. Yeah, of course. Um, So I was always pretty active. Uh, I was an athlete in high school. Um, I always liked working out, eating healthy, but I never thought of it as a career path. I'm not sure why. Um, so I went to school for communications, ended up doing um, event planning and was doing that for a few years. And I enjoyed it, but I wasn't really passionate about it. So I started thinking, you know, what's my next move? Um, and I was actually deciding between fitness and music. So I was doing both for a while and really just fell in love with the fitness industry. Um, I was working at a spin studio, my first job in the fitness industry. Um, and then finally got my, um, personal training certification, got my first job at a gym right before the shutdown, <laughs> like literally a month before it was very bad timing. Um, but it worked out cause I did some virtuals. Um, and then, um, yeah, here we are down the line. So yeah, it was definitely best decision I've ever made. Nice. So when you say music, like, were you playing instruments more into like production no, I am not a musician, um, but more like music management, stuff like that. So that was fun uh, too. Okay. So if I uh, start playing my capoeira instruments and get really good, you're going to put me on the map? Yeah, exactly. I have some- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. So you've been training for, man, I'm trying to calculate how long COVID is has lasted slash is still lasting, I think. Or, I know, right? Um, I mean, two yeah, two, yeah, about two years. Yeah, I'm a baby trainer. <laughs> but I think in two years, you probably learned, realized a lot about the industry and uh, working with people. What would you mm-hmm. say you've learned in these two years about working with people and helping them meet their fitness goals? Ooh, good question. Um, I have learned so much in the past two years just from all the, the gyms I've been at and the wonderful trainers I've met. Um, but yeah, I would say... Hmm. I don't know. I've learned so much. I think the biggest thing I've learned is just how, how to connect with people is the most important thing. Cause they're gonna, you could be a great trainer, but if they don't feel a connection, to you, they're not going to feel like, not that they don't want to listen to you, but if they need to trust you, you need to build that trust with the client and, you know, giving them that accountability, um, that they're going to want to show up for you. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that in in my profession as a physical therapist, there's so many therapists that have all the knowledge in the world that would make any professor like feel like they did their job very well. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if a patient doesn't want you to lay your hands on them, then what, all that knowledge is just useless. So right. I could totally see that being the thing. Uh, have you had any like clients that were really difficult to work with that you don't you don't have to have to exactly put them on the spot, but maybe like what the challenges were with that person or people? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I've had some clients where it's been a challenge just to do the workout, like a lot of complaints about specific exercises or, and then of course I'll try and modify, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you want, you want to be pushed. So it's not, it's not always super fun in the beginning. Um, but that's what I always tell people. I'm like, it's never, you're never going to be as sore as you are on the first day. Like, it's not going to be like that every time. So just trying to, you know, you know, maybe if they really hate a specific exercise, I can adapt and do something else. There are a lot of different options. So just trying to know your client, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Now, what are the exercises that people seem to dislike most? <laughs> um, people hate hanging leg raises for some reason. Okay. I get it. Um, obviously, Bulgarian split squats um, and reverse lunges. Those are some big ones. Yeah, I was going to say Bulgarian split squats myself. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I personally also hate hollow body holds, but it seems like oh, something. Oh, yeah, I did those today with the client. Yeah, those yeah. are helpful. Yeah, but I kind of need to do them for my my like acrobatic training. It's kind of a right. Yeah, you need a very strong core. So, but yeah, I totally get that. Uh, but it's good that you've managed to find alternative ways to keep people motivated because it's not our experience necessarily. It, I mean, we're sharing the experience with them, but mm-hmm. it is their journey, and it's up to us to continue to find ways to motivate them and keep them coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you know, we are working for them. So it's like if they are hating every moment of their workout, that's not good for anybody. So you need to make it fun and try new things. Yeah, for sure. Now, I think what fascinated me most about you and why I asked you to join me is, well, many reasons I think uh, you're doing really good work and being transparent about your journey of how you got here. And I'm into all that. But then I saw something pop up one day about working on specifically your booty mm-hmm. and now i see that you launch classes specifically marketing towards growing bigger booties uh yep. i'm the number one fan of yes, uh, bigger <laughs> booties all over the world um so what what, what made you come to the conclusion that you're going to focus on booties that is a great question well i'd say first i was my first client for for weight loss and booties and then it kind of happened that, you know, most of my clients were wanting to grow their booties. So uh, I found that I'm, I know a lot about it. I'd say I know the most about it and I'm good at it. And I've successfully done it on myself, I'd say. So <laughs> I want to help other women do the same because it's, it's challenging, you know, to build muscle. A lot of women specifically don't realize that they need to eat a lot more and they usually don't want to. So it's definitely something that is hard to do on your own. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think obviously for aesthetic reasons, it's great to have, I mean, 
for me as an observer of booties and me as a, a possessor of booties, I, yes, I totally like value it. <laughs> uh, but I think people fail to realize that our booties provide more like on a functional level for our overall health. Um, yeah. Could you elaborate more on like why it's important to build your booty other than just for a nice peach, so to speak? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, there are so many reasons um, aside from aesthetics. Um, most importantly, I would say, you know, stability and core strength, it's part of your core. So it's really gonna help with balance. Um, also for reducing injury. So if you have more balance, you're probably like, if you fall, it's gonna be a lot better for you if you're strong to be able to catch yourself. Um, I'd say a big thing for a lot of people that I see is for knees and ankles because everything's connected, right? So mm -hmm. your knees are caving in, your ankles are caving in. If you strengthen those glutes, that's gonna fix most problems with the ankles and knees. So I think that's, that's a huge thing that I've seen with my clients. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how addressing things that aren't direct, I mean, it's indirectly related to their injury seems to correct yeah. the problem. And right. they, need, they need someone like you to help them realize that their problem isn't coming from their knee or ankle, it's, it's their, their bums. Yeah, they're always surprised when I'm like, got weak glutes. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? I think now that I've been practicing so long, well, relatively long, I look at people's butts more than I probably care to admit. But <laughs> I can probably, most of the time I'm right, when I look at someone's butt, I'm like, that person probably has back pain yeah. to some degree. Because they have like, they have like no ass like some people have and i mean i genetics do play a role in it for sure but some people have no ass yep. and i mean it might it might help them fit into skinny jeans a little bit easier something i certainly can't do <laughs> um, which is which i'm cool with but it's like just the the value of having a nice i'm trying to find other synonyms for a booty <laughs> and i'm like running drop peace <laughs> Your your uh, your rump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll throw it out there. I, gotta, I should have been like, more prepared. <laughs> so many problems, back pain, all these things. All right, yeah. So um, again, we're I'm on team booty here. I love the mission. So tell us a little bit about what a typical class would be with you focusing on booties. Yeah, of course, my virtual booty camp. Um, so it is focused on you know, activating the glutes, plumping the glutes. Um, but we also do some, like a little bit of arms and core at the end and hit. Um, so we start with a uh, booty activation with bands and isolation exercises, and then we'll do a full lower body circuit. So we'll do like Bulgarian split squats. Um, and it's from home. So we do, uh, as much as we can from home with most clients have dumbbells or something and bands. Um, so yeah, we do split squats, reverse lunges, um, deadlifts, single leg deadlifts, hip thrusts, glute bridges, um, and a lot of isolation stuff with the band, like reverse hypers, um, all that fun stuff. And after we'll do that first, cause we want all the energy to go to, to that mainly. And then at the end, like little dessert for the rest of the stuff, um, arms, abs, hit. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Now I know you're doing it virtually, but if anyone listening here is in the New York City area, are you also you're also doing it in person too, correct? 
I am doing, I teach another class in person. Uh, okay. So that's a full body strength and conditioning class, mm. um, more like conditioning based, but maybe, maybe I will do a booty camp in person at some point once it gets warmer. Yeah. I mean, I'm certain, I don't know how many times I could say I'll certainly support the, the growth of booties all across yes. the tri-state area yes. for sure. <laughs> across um, the tri-state area. Yep. Let's do yeah. it. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. I probably have gotten a couple extra clients by uh, the way my ass fits in my pants. Yeah. Just being <laughs> completely transparent. It, I, I think I have the knowledge set to support, uh, you know, the clients coming to me, but Mm-hmm. Uh, that initial buy-in of like oh that's a nice looking structure and yes. that's all relative but i, I think like, I uh, want that. yeah and it's like thanks thanks mom and dad for putting me on the right path with genetics and then mm-hmm. just don't skip yeah. leg day don't skip leg day genetics do play a big role um if you have something to work with already obviously it makes it easier but that does not mean it's not possible if genetics are not on your side yeah for sure um, wow. Spent, I didn't, I don't think I've spent this much time talking about booties, um, probably in a long time, and maybe <laughs> with my guy friends on a I was gonna say, in what Friday night, uh, somewhere. I don't, I don't exactly know, but that's, uh, that's going to stay off air. Yeah. And keep us a little bit so. professional. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any, like if someone out there is really struggling to get started on a fitness journey or maybe they really want a big booty and for some reason there's they're i don't know they're just scared to take the the jump what would you say to them to uh kind of get them off the couch and into the gym yeah absolutely um i would say take baby steps don't overwhelm yourself all at once like just first step obviously if you're going to do it you could do it from the home or from the gym um but if you're going to do the gym you know, start small. I, today I posted a, I call it a shy girl workout. You can take some dumbbells in the corner of a gym, just start with the basics, lunges, squats, um, hip thrusts, all that can be done with dumbbells and then just kind of ease yourself into it before you start going into the other weight section. Um, just to get comfortable. I think that's the biggest thing. And then the other thing I would say is follow a program. Um, it's hard to know what you're doing if you don't know what you're doing. So, you know, follow a program from a trainer or somebody that you look up to. Um, yeah, I would definitely make sure that they are certified though. And not, you know, a lot of these influencers on Instagram selling programs, just make sure they're qualified. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I did. I, I got a program, a lifting program, my first one ever, and I had never lifted before. It was super helpful with, you know, pictures and descriptions and, I didn't know what I was doing. I probably should have hired a trainer, but I just kind of figured it out through trial and error. So yeah, I would just say, give it a go. And don't worry about like people watching you. No one's, no one's looking. Yeah. I I always see that the gym could be an intimidating environment, especially with people like me slinging tons of weight around and, Mm -hmm. but I've been pretty seasoned, but I've also had to break a lot of bad habits that I acquired over the years to become more serious about lifting. And, you know, for a while I was looking around when I was doing my powerlifting, I was wondering if people were judging me for how much I was lifting relative to them and the technique around the bar. So it's always a learning process. Even if you've been in the gym for years, you might yeah. try a new, a new skill 
and the acquisition process isn't exactly something that happens overnight. Yeah, hundred percent. Like trainers still, I just was learning, um, a bit more about kettlebells the other day and I felt like a total beginner. Um, like, yeah, because you got to start somewhere, you know, you can't possibly know everything about everything at once. So this just came to mind after that. And if anyone probably fast forwarded to this point and they're focused on on diet, which I feel like a lot of my listeners are focused on, because you had mentioned before that you do need to eat into a surplus in order to get a booty. Yes. Uh, but maybe for some people to feel more comfortable eating into a surplus, I know it's an individualized experience and everyone has different barriers to, to entry, I guess. But I don't know, how would you advise someone who, because I'm sure you come across a lot, um, that it's okay to overeat? Yeah, um, I would say just start out by being aware of what you're eating currently. Um, and again, it's different for everyone, but most people do need to eat a little bit more, especially if they're trying to grow the booty. Um, so I would say start small. Like I like to do a, a reverse diet so that you can slowly manage it, um, and not, you know, go from eating too little to eating a ton. Cause then you're just going to feel really full and gross. So again, baby steps, slowly add in maybe a couple of snacks. If you're not eating breakfast, definitely start there. Um, but I will say with a lot of the times with beginners, I think you can, you don't need to be in a surplus necessarily to grow a booty. Um, but only with beginners, like if you've never lifted before, or you haven't lifted in like a few months and you go back in, I think you can definitely see results on maintenance, but then after a while and you start getting used to it, building more muscle, then it gets harder. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I'm still trying to figure out diet and nutrition myself, but that's why I have smart people like you and everyone else in my corner to ask questions to. So if there's someone out there who wants to connect with you about booty gains or training or how to eat in order to get booty gains, uh, where's the best place for them to reach you? Um, definitely my Instagram or my website. So my Instagram is fit.by.sam. Um, and then in the bio is my website, fitbysamnyc.com. And you can actually just book a consultation directly on there. It's free um, for either training or nutrition coaching. Um, yeah, just reach out. Cool. Uh, do you have any final parting words or messages that you want people to, you know, like too long, didn't listen type of situation and, uh, you want them to take home with them? Yes, for sure. Um, I would say consistency is key. So just like I said before, I mean, this is like my mantra, honestly, baby steps, fine, pick one habit you can start this week. And don't add another one until you nail the one habit. And then you could start slowly building and stay consistent. So I think that's the most important thing. And also being kind to yourself. Like if you slip up, it, you're not going to change overnight. So just take it one day at a time. Big facts on that last one. There's more to life than, uh, I mean, fitness is life, but also socializing <laughs> with your friends and, you know, eating a little bit more, eating the, the tasty things. Yeah, that may not necessarily align with your diet that day. It's funny. It was like I always go back to one. I saw one dietitian post that usually just one night of 
like binge eating or something just leads to a rectum full of shit instead of like considerable <laughs> weight gain. Yeah. So that always resonated with me. It's like, okay, well, I'll just like, you know, poop it out and then my weight's going to be exactly. relatively the same. But did I enjoy myself? Yes. Right. It's not always, the scale weight is not always equivalent to fat gain, especially overnight. Absolutely not. Anyway, that's all we have today, beautiful people. I want to thank Sam for her time and insight. Now get out there and make shit happen. Thanks for listening to this episode of To Health and Back. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And in the meantime, to connect with Dr. Jordan Seda, you can contact him through all social media networks at dr.jordanseda and online at theabstractphysio.com. Until next time, and remember, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door.